Hello guys, welcome back to the G Show. This is the 24th episode of the G Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you are new to the G Show, I hope you guys applaud my podcast and enjoy it and tell other people about it. This podcast is mainly about sports and I love doing it and it's a real pleasure of mine to do it. I do like to post every day, but since it has been the holiday season, it has been tough on me because... Teachers are having a lot of tests and stuff, and a lot of classes, and a lot of projects to do. So, I'm working really hard. So, if I can't post a G Show episode, this is why. So, hope you guys enjoy. If you want to follow my social media, it's in the bow. And let's get into the podcast. All right, guys. First, now I want to talk about some NBA action that happened the last night. There's a couple of good games that I thought were worth mentioning. The New Orleans Pelicans versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Pelicans won 118-114. Pelicans are now 15-15, and the Thunder fell to 17-9. PG-13 had 25 points for 11 rebounds, while Anthony Davis is the leading scorer for the New Orleans Pelicans with 44 points and 18 rebounds. A really good game for Anthony Davis, and obviously, the Oklahoma City Thunder have Russell Westbrook and PG-13, who is Paul George. We don't know his nickname, but Paul George has been a solid player for a while. So carrying that Thunder team was one of Russell Westbrook, but the Anthony Davis did him dirty last night. So good win for the New Orleans Pelicans. The next game I want to talk about is the Charlotte Hornets versus the Detroit Pistons. The Charlotte Hornets won 108-107. Charlotte Hornets won 14-13. Four, and Trish, Detroit Pistons are 13-13. Sorry, I don't mean they went for it. Their record hearts are 14-13. Blake Griffin had 26 points and 10 rebounds. While Kemba Walker is the leading scorer for the Charlotte Hornets with 20, uh, 31 points and 10 rebounds. Good game out of Kemba Walker. He's been impressive this year and has really stepped up for the Charlotte Hornets team when they needed him to. Hornets are definitely better than I thought they were, and I think Detroit should be better. I mean, if you have... Andrew, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson used to be a lot better, but it was a big loss for Detroit when they got Blake Griffin because they had to go up Tobias Harris and a first-round pick. So I think Detroit still made a good move, and I think Clippers also benefited nicely from that trade. Next game is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus New York Knicks. Cavaliers are 7-21, and and the New York Knicks are 8-21. and The Cavaliers won 113-106. Jordan Clarkson was the leading scorer for the Cavaliers with 28 points and 5 rebounds. And Ian Cantor was the leading scorer for the New York Knicks with 20 points and 10 rebounds. The Cleveland Cavaliers are not that good this year, obviously, since they lost LeBron James. And they have a rookie point guard who's done pretty well so far. So that team just needs to rebuild after LeBron left. So they're going to be probably not good for a little while. But I think they'll regain their playability just give them some time Dwayne Casey will can probably switch this team up and he's a good head coach so I have faith in him and the New York Knicks are out Chris Stapp for Zing guys so I think that once he gets back the Knicks can roll with Kevin Knox so this way for that to happen I think that the Knicks will be back on track the next game I want to talk about is the Indiana Pacers versus the Milwaukee Bucks Pacers won 113 to 97 the Pacers are now 18 and 10, and the Bucks fell to 18 and 9. 
Thaddeus Young had 25 points and 11 rebounds for the Pacers, while Eric Bloodsell had 26 points and a rebound for the Bucks. The Bucks, to be honest, the Bucks are going to be a real threat in the East, real threat to Toronto. Celtics haven't been the same this year, but they are starting to pick it up and win, so very exciting for a Celtic fan to see that. So, good game. Pacers outdid them, and Young and Adi- Aladipo have done really well so far. So, Pacers are a great team this year. Next game is going to be the Nets versus the Sixers. Nets won 127-124. Nets are now 11-18, while the Sixers fell to 19-10. Spencer Dinwiddle had 39 points and two rebounds, so a great game out of him. He won the Skills Challenge, I believe, last year. And Joel Embiid had 33 points and 17 rebounds. Joel Embiid has been a beast this year. He can argue he's the best center in the league besides Anthony Davis. But when they play each other, Joel Embiid definitely won the matchup. So you can probably say Anthony, um, Anthony Davis is the second best center behind Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid helps carry the Sixers team. And obviously with the addition of Jimmy Butler, it does help a lot. And yeah, Ben Simmons. So great team. 76ers and they're gonna be a tough team to stop in the east even more than they were last year and last year they were pretty tough next game is the boston celtics versus the washington wizards the boston celtics in overtime won 130 to 125 celtics are now 17 and 10 and the wizards are 11 and 17 kyrie irving had 38 points and three rebounds and john wall had 34 points and six rebounds both guys are really good players john wall is the star for Washington River um, Wizards, even though they do have Kelly Oubre Jr. and Bradley Beal. And on the Boston side of things, J- Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving. What a great squad, but they have, don't have the chemistry I think they were expecting, so it hasn't worked out. But I think that they will eventually pull through it, and I think they have started to, and Kyrie Irving needs to lead this team. And another game I want to talk about real quick is the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Portland Trailblazers. Grizzlies won 92-83. Grizzlies are now 16-11, while the Trailblazers are 15-3. Mike Conley was the leading scorer for the Memphis Grizzlies with 23 points and 6 rebounds, while C.J. McCollum had a great game with 40 points and 5 rebounds. C.J. McCollum leading the Trailblazers team. He is a great player, but I think gets overlooked since he's on a small market team like the Trailblazers. Trailblazers is seed picks, and they're a decent team. They're an average team, 15-13, so they're barely above 500, but definitely don't have the skill in the Western Conference to be making a push or a threat. Sadly, the Western Conference is very tough this year, so don't count on the Trailblazers to be there in the end. And the last game I want to talk about in the NBA before I move on is the Atlanta Hawks versus the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks won last night 114 to 107. Dallas Mavericks fell to 15, they're 15 to 11, and Atlanta Hawks are, fell to 16 21. The leading scorer was Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks with 24 points. He was 11 for 20. And 10 assists and two steals. And the leading scorer for the Mavericks was Harrison Barnes with 8 for 16 with 5 and 8 rebounds. Um, three pointers were really good. 
And three rebounds on a steal. So really good game out of Harrison Barnes. Trey Young has been quite good this year. He's really transitioned well into the NBA. So I think the Atlanta Hawks definitely got a great pick. Obviously, um, Donich was also a good pick for Dallas. So either way, I think they both won and they both got a good player. So great move in the during the draft for those t- two teams to get those kind of guys to help their team out. Now I'm going to starting a segment called have or have not basically i'm going to be um answering some questions that i want to answer um talk about for you guys so i every podcast i'll do this segment and i'll talk about whether i think that this will happen or they don't happen and why so i doing about five questions first question is do you have the Patrick Mahomes throwing 350 yards tonight versus the LA Chargers. I do think so. The Chargers do have a decent defense, though. But Patrick Mahomes, as you can tell, has really been spreading the ball around. His last game, he had 377 yards. So he's been really throwing lights out recently. And I think that Patrick Mahomes can easily get 350 yards with his arm tonight. So looking forward to seeing that game tonight on NBC, no, not NBC. Yeah, NBC. No, it's on ESPN. Sorry, guys. On ESPN tonight, 8.30 Eastern Time or 7.30 Central Time. Really good game. Next question. Do I have the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, making the playoffs this year? No, their schedule is too tough. They have to go Sunday Night Football this coming week against Los Angeles Rams, who are obviously very tough. They have to play the Houston Texans at home. And that. And they have to play the Redskins again. So just not an easy year for them. Not an easy end of the year schedule. So I think that the Eagles really need to just, I want to say tank, guys. Never tank if you're an NFL team. But I think that they need to get um, Carson Wentz recovered. And they have taken him out next game for Nick Foles. So they will not be the same team as they usually would be. So I don't think they have a chance at all. And I don't think the Eagles would any at all risk Carson Wentz getting injured, so there is no point at this time for them to put him back in the game. So I do not see Doug Peterson doing that. So the Philadelphia Eagles will not make the playoffs this year. If you're an Eagles fan, I'm sorry to say that, but I don't think that will happen. Next question is the NBA championship. Who do you think will win? Raptors? Raptors are the best team in the league right now, statistically, but I don't know. This team has not well um, had a playoff um, playoff experience together, and Kawhi Leonard is such a great player, and he did win an NBA championship, so that does give him an advantage. But you are going against the Golden State Warriors in the West. Very tough, very tough Western Conference, so I don't think the Raptors have a chance. I do think the Raptors could make the NBA Finals, though, but the Raptors not winning it is very winning it is very unlikely in my eyes. They do probably have the highest chance in the Eastern Conference, but I do not think they will make it. And should this uh, Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Pete Rose has the most hits of all time of any MLB player, but he did gamble on himself in a game. So that's what's keeping him out. I think he should be punished, which he is. So I do agree with this call from the MLB. He bet on himself, and that is illegal. And if you did something illegal and something wrong, and he knew that, I think he does deserve this punishment to be 
out of the Hall of Fame, but Pete Rose was a great player. I know one of my teachers said he's probably the best player of all time, doing um, considering he had all those hits, but I do not think that he will be in the Hall of Fame ever. So I think that was a good thing for the MLB to keep him out. And who do I have winning the Steelers versus Patriots game? I think the Steelers can win it. They're at home. They've averaged 30 points in the last six games. And the Patriots have averaged like 23 in the last six games. So we have the point differential there. And I think that Big Ben needs to step it up. And James Conner needs to have a good game. And I think we can be a real threat. And we just need our team to gel and finally beat the Patriots. And I would be a happy, very happy man. And the last question of the segment is, who do I have winning tonight? The Los Angeles Chargers or the Kansas City Chiefs? Just in that the Chargers, Marvin Gordon, their star running back, will not be playing tonight. That's a huge loss for the Chargers. Also, on the other side of things, Sammy Watkins is not playing. I think, in the end, the Chargers will lose to the Chiefs. Chiefs have a lot of talent, and I think that Patrick Mahomes' arm is really good. I mean, this season, Patrick Mahomes is 322 for 482 passing, 4,300 yards, and 43 touchdowns. That's insanely good. And his wide receiver threat, Tyreek Hill, has 74 receptions for 1,258 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think it'll be too challenging for the Chargers to come into Kansas City and win this game. And I just think that Kansas City takes this win and secures the division for them. So tough, tough game for the Chargers to win this game. I mean, anything's possible, but it is tough. And also the Chiefs are undefeated at home. And I think that the Chiefs... Um, definitely have more talent but defensively is where they're kind of weak and i think that that can really hurt them in the end but uh chargers are a surprising team and i didn't think they would be as far as they are so you never know with the chargers but i think the play um, playoff picture for them is in the wild card not in the, the um, winning the division so yeah guys i like doing the same thing we're going to keep doing it every episode so let's Transition to the next segment, which will be the MLB talk. Justin Bohr signed a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Angels. Justin Bohr was a Philly, good first baseman. Also was a Marlin, great hitter. I think he'll add some versatility to that lineup. Another good bat with Mike Trout and Albert Pujols, Shea Otani. So adding some hitting to that roster can never hurt. And it's only a year deal, so he doesn't do well. You can't really hurt the team that much because he's not – Demand he doesn't have a lot of money on his contract. Now there was a three-way trade today. The Mariners traded with the Indians and the Tampa Bay Rays. Mariners are getting Edwin Encarnacion. He was the DH for the Cleveland Indians. Power hitter, obviously, since they did give away Robinson Cano to the Mets. So they're really going to need a power hitter. I think Edwin Encarnacion is that answer for them. And and in exchange, Carl Santana goes back to the Indians from the um, from the Mar- Mariners, and the Rays will get Yandy Diaz from the Indians, who is a third baseman for the Rays. Getting some hitting and some fielding was good for the Rays as a young team. So smart move by the Rays. So that's the big trade of today. Glad that. 
this happened. I think Seattle needed to add another power slugger because they did lose one due to that trade. So good move for all these teams, I believe. And also another MLB news, the Dodgers signed Joe Kelly from the Red Sox for three years, $25 million deal. He does help power up that bullpen considering that Kat Jansen got injured. So it will help him, and he is the bridge to Jansen considering that Jansen does get injured, um, has gotten injured a decent amount. So adding another good arm, getting Jansen Rested is not a bad thing. So I think the Red Sox secured the bullpen and I'll help them win the deep postseason when they have to go in late innings versus deafer opponents. So good move by Boston. Boston will be definitely near the top as always in the MLB. So good move for them. Now we're going to transition to the NHL segment. There wasn't a lot of action last night. There was only four games. The Flyers beat the Calgary 5-3. to so that was that was one of the games. Not a very interesting game, considering um, the Flyers have been a huge mess this year with their coaching, the coaching issues, and they just signed a new GM. So just figuring out Philadelphia. So a, a win's always good for the Flyers, reason the Calgary, the Golden Knights versus New York Islanders, and the uh, Islanders lost three two versus the Knights. Carlson and March set and Nosek had goals for the Knights and Brillier and Pellich had schools for the Islanders. The Golden Knights have been better of late. I mean, obviously being 18-4 is pretty good and the Islanders being 14-12. Both those teams are winning records, so great talent in the Pacific Division and in the Metropolitan Division with the, um, those teams. The next game was a bad loss for the Penguins. The Penguins lost six to three to the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are ten and eighteen, so eight games below five hundred. That's not good. And the Penguins are thirteen and eleven, so barely over five hundred. Rust had three goals. Brian Rust he had carried the team by himself. You know he didn't win. And Kruger, Debrucat, Martinson, and Sod. Scarbrook and Toes all scored for the Chicago. So obviously a lot of passing, a lot of game players involved. I always want to see that. I with with some teams, they always focus on one guy, which I don't like. Because then it's like, well, then a team has to just stop one guy, then they're good. So have diversity is really good to see with a hockey team. So they have I mean, obviously the Blackhawks didn't have don't have a lot of talent, but the fact they're able to share the puck is always a good thing to see. So I'm glad to see the Blackhawks do well again. They were really tall, uh, down, t- um, dominant. I might say, sorry guys. Um, in 2012, in that era, they won a lot of championships then. So they're kind of having the rebuild mode, and there's nothing wrong with rebuilding. It's just they're not the same as they were. They lost a lot of talent, and their guys are older. And the last part of this podcast is going to be the NFL segment. Wentz injured his t- t- tib- um, vertebrae. So they obviously took him out already because they broke his tibia, but he also injured his vertebrae. I don't think he'll play the rest of the season, guys. You should tell me what you think on my social media. Uh, I think that they need to make sure he's healthy for next season. And he didn't have a great season this year, so I think if they keep him healthy – they just start Nick Foles and the rest of the way, and they get a higher draft pick. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, even if they did make the wild card, it would be very tough for Philadelphia to win a game against any of the wild card hosting teams. I mean, Seattle's been red hot. Uh, so, I mean, any of these teams that host a wild card is going to be very tough. So, I don't think that the Eagles should even worry about the playoffs at all. No reason to. And I think they should just look to the future, not the present. And other news, Jalen Ramsey for the uh, actual Jaguars to start corner says if they want me, they just need to start negotiating his contract. Chuck, um, he's a good corner, but their Jacksonville team has struggled of late. And so I think that the Jaguars should sign him. He is a great corner, but I don't know how much you hand the guy. He's been a solid guy, and you have A.J. Boy on the other side. So, I mean, if they want to keep that great secondary, I think they should sign him. And I think if they let him walk somewhere, that would be a huge loss considering the fact that their defense is great last year. I think they just took a step back, and I think if they can bounce back, they're going to have a great pick. No reason to get rid of Ramsey, and I say they keep him, even though he can be a little bit of a hothead and a bit arrogant sometimes. Uh, the Steelers are sticking with Boswell. Boswell has had some definite problems this year. Uh, last couple weeks, he's missed some field goals. Not good stuff. The Steelers had were um, practicing. Um, well, not practicing. They were trying out Kai Forbath. It was a Viking. Uh, maybe if um, Chris Boswell is doing well, but they paid the guy well, so I think they're trying to keep him so they don't waste money. So I think that the Steelers are just relying on him, and they're going to trust his leg, and they're going to hope that he fixes whatever is wrong with him because he had a great year last year. I don't know why he's acting weird this year. He's kind of lost his touch, I would say. And the last thing I want to talk about is fantasy football. This is from Matthew Barry, and fantasy football analyst, I guess you can call him for ESPN, the top five wide receivers you should have on your team. If you do DraftKings, you can like pick new players every week. Or if you just have them on your team, these are top play players. Brandon Cooks versus the Eagles. Eagles have a beat-up secondary. Cooks is going to get open, I feel like, a lot and have a great game. It was his top pick for the week. Tyler Boyd versus the Oakland Raiders. Raiders have an awful defense, as we all know. Raiders only have three wins, so Tyler Boyd, great player. He's had a great year this year, so look for him to get a lot of points this week. I have him, draft him on my fantasy team. Uh, Jarvis Landry versus the Broncos. Broncos have a mess at corner position, and Landry can get loose, as we all know, so Landry having a great game against Denver is probable. Odell versus Tennessee. Tennessee's corners is not playing as well as we thought. Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler have not been the players I thought they were going to be. Odell can take over a game, and Odell being tall, big hands, catch the ball easily, big threat versus Tennessee, and look for him to have a great game. And at the number five spot, Michael Thomas versus the Carolina Panthers. Michael Thomas is the star for the Saints. Drew Brees finds him a lot, and I think he'll be able to beat any corner that this. Panthers throw at him. I think the Panthers are going to have to double team him, which is definitely going to leave some other guys open on the Saints. So, definitely going to have to look out for him. And I think Michael Thomas has a great game for the Carolina Panthers. So, hey guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did enjoy it, please applaud it on the Anchor app or go follow. Hopefully, you will follow it on any social media platform you're listening to it currently. If you would 
tell other people about it, um, tell them to tune in. I would really appreciate it. I love doing it, and I try to do it every day. But if I have things and I'm doing busy, I will not do it. So I'm trying to be consistent as usual. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the G Show.